listeners, I'm Leslie. And I'm Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, we're bringing someone new to the table to plant that foundational seed on how to grow your wealth and unblock our ideal lifestyles. We are so, so glad you're here. And today's guest is actually one of my friends, Nick Fox, uh, based in Chicago as well. We're super excited to bring him onto the podcast to talk through an interesting topic on high yield savings accounts and just savings in general. Um, but Nick also is the owner and founder of his own uh, lifestyle brand, Gratitude Chicago, is also working on a podcast involving real estate and finance. And so I was super excited to invite Nick to come on the podcast and, and see, you know, if he can add some value to our seed listeners. Yeah, we, we want to ask Nick. As all of our listeners know, our podcast is focused on planting our seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. What inspires you to find financial freedom or find that happiness? Why? Well, first off, Leslie and Liam, thanks for having me. Super excited. Um, I think what, what kind of inspires me with financial literacy was my family. So my mom and my dad kind of watching them go through the, the struggles of, you know, not understanding necessarily how finances work or what decisions were smart to make at their age was kind of what pushed me to learn at an early age through self-teaching, going through classes in school, et cetera, just finding ways to learn more about finances because I didn't want to, one, be in that same position, and two, I wanted to be at a point where I could actually help educate my parents as they move forward. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's super, that's, that's really relatable, Nick. And I feel like a lot of us, um, you know, here on the podcast or just even listeners, um, so much of that wealth building or, or financial knowledge is around, like, how can I help give back to my family? So, no, totally resonate with you on that part, too. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, I'm, I'm really glad you're here, not only because I think you and I and, and Liam all kind of have the same mindset towards finances in general, but because we have a listener actually from Chicago that submitted a really interesting question on high yield savings accounts. And I want to take the majority of our time today really discussing through that. So uh, reading out what they wrote into us, um, this listener said, I, I have a high yield savings account with Marcus by Goldman Sachs to start an emergency fund. I've been contributing it to it for the past six months, and I keep seeing the rate go down continuously. Um, they're beginning to worry that they won't reach their savings goal. So the big question of the day is, should they look into other high-yield savings accounts? Should they be investing this money elsewhere instead? They said they're frustrated because they feel like their goals are off track because of uncontrollable factors, and they want to get back on track. Um, very relatable, as I also have that Marcus yeah. account. Yeah. So, Nick, please start us off here. What, what are your just initial thoughts on, you know, where you would start to think if you were in this person's shoes with, with that savings account that's uh, on the decline on the APY side? Well, first, I just want to say thank you to who asked this question because high yield savings accounts over the past year is something I've been kind of pushing on everyone. Some people kind of get annoyed with it. I've been pushing on my girlfriend, <laughs> everyone, like literally, uh, she actually has the Marcus account as well. And I use personal capital. So that's a shameless plug to personal capital. I think their APY is a little bit higher before. Now it's on the lower side. But mm-hmm. um, basically answering the question without getting into like the nitty gritty details, I'd say no. 
So, um, no, I don't think that you need to look into more high-yield savings accounts because um, the main reason why I say no is the reason why the APYs are changing is because of the Fed. So kind of yeah. to understand to understand why uh, or how the APYs are kind of generated for the different accounts, the Fed comes up with um, like a projection that they have and when the Fed decreases their interest rates, so they drop interest rates basically to kind of stimulate the market. Mm -hmm. These high yield savings accounts have to match that and decrease decrease their APYs as well. The whole point of it is to the the government's attempting to stimulate the market so that you spend more money versus saving more because we're trending towards a recession. So that's just kind of a high level reason why these APYs are changing. So it's not just Marcus's account that's changing. So if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Marcus's APY is now Mm -hmm. Mm 1.9%. So I have personal capital. They've dropped as well. Theirs is 1.8. So you're not, it's not as if Marcus is the only account that's seeing these decreases. It's across the board in high yield savings account. Yeah. Nick, um, Sorry, go ahead. No, go. Wait, did you want to? I was, was going to add on to your point. I think it's a great point. I think something that I want to iterate also is that there's not a right savings account. It's not that right. you have to think of, oh, okay, Marcus is going up and down. Must not be the right one. Who has the right one? What's the answer to this question? <laughs> and I, like, why don't we all share sure. our, our savings accounts? Leslie shared Marcus. Nick, you personal capital. I mm. use Wealthfront all high yield savings accounts where you're all getting a more favorable yield than maybe some of these bigger banks. However, they're all being flexible. Wealthfronts dropped a tremendous amount in the past few months. I think we're all in the same spot and no one's right or wrong. They're all going to be variable. Um, You'll notice that as you sign up for the savings account, you have to check off on waivers indicating that that yield is flexible. It's not, it's not fixed at whatever you get that. Exactly. And that's that's kind of one thing that they focus upon when you actually sign up for the account. They let you know that because that APY is so contingent upon the Fed, the interest rates in the market, et cetera. Yeah. So it's always potential that it'll go up. It will change because, for example, like we already mentioned, you said Wealthfront, um, personal capital, Marcus. I have a friend of mine who uses Alley Financial. So there's so many different accounts that you can use. But all of them are connected to the market because that's how the APYs are generated for the most yeah. part. I, I do have to say, I mean, uh, honestly, you guys are, are both right. Uh, all of these accounts are doing the same thing, but it, it does kind of hit home the kind of emotional response to like, I'm trying to build an emergency fund. Right. And right. I'm projecting that hopefully I'll get, you know, a 2% return from my savings account. Um, or at least I'm seeing the rate of my savings or that rate of the savings growth go down a little bit. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on like how to mitigate that emotional aspect or how to react and adapt if changing the account like isn't the best move forward? Um, well, I think the first part uh, to, to removing the emotional aspect is education. So like how we were just talking about why it's changing, what are the reasons it's changing. When you can understand why it's happening and what exactly it means for you, I think you, you're more apt to be able to kind of move forward in terms of making the decision that you need to, to reach the goal that you want. So if you have a goal, a set amount that you want in a six-month uh, six emergency fund, 
which also thank you for doing that because not a lot of people understand to do that for their accounts like first step right. before they start investing uh-huh. um when you know the goal that you want to hit that's good that you have the goal so how do you how do you move to turning it towards a negative view of all right my percentage is down i'm not going to hit this goal with the percentage what can you change so that you can still reach your goal or what effects can you change to to still hit that same number that you want to hit for that six month emergency fund right Mm -hmm. nick i feel like you're going towards maybe adding a little bit more per month just from like my budget right yeah so to be honest for my high yield savings account i don't actually base my amount off of um the APY that I have in my account. So I budget with a goal without that return. So it's more of a, it's a stricter budget. And the the return that I get on top of that budget is more so kind of like a surplus rather than actually hitting, needing it to hit my goal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one step that you can take. I mean, that's a stricter approach. It may be tougher for on your finances if you do that. But with a, a two point or 2% return, you're not getting a you know huge return on your on your savings account anyway. Right. So the two percent is just higher than what the market's providing. Like if you go to Chase, they're giving you zero percent. If right. you go to Bank of America, they're giving you zero percent. So there's no reason why you shouldn't have a high yield savings account, but that two percent is still not enough to I think rely on it simply to reach your goals. So right. that's just a, a approach I take. Nick, I think that's spot on. I, I think of that high yield as a privilege. I think you mm-hmm. got, need to revisit the psychology of why you're putting money into a high yield savings account. It shouldn't understand that it's more of a low risk account. And it's a privilege when you can grow some of that low risk money that you're putting aside for things like rainy day funds and things like a big purchase coming up in five years. This isn't money that you should be expecting to grow by five plus percent mm. um, and grow as as the market has historically or as, a, a you know, dividends or real estate has, you know, this this is money that you should be anticipating more slow growth, but more reliable. Yeah. That, that's a good Definitely. that's a good point, Liam, because it's different. And I, I like what this person asked about, should I be investing instead? Right. Because the reliability is the main value out of the high yield savings account. Like it is a it's a bank account that you're opening with limited risk. So you're not going to really incur any losses on it. Mm-hmm. And what you're really looking for is that upside of maybe I can make an additional one point five, one point eight, two percent, two point one percent on it. Um, yeah. No, I I I feel like I hear what you guys are saying, and is is there anything else we should be considering? Um, you know, if you were this person, anything else besides putting more money into that savings account that you would suggest? Um, so there are other accounts. Uh, I would say I wouldn't necessarily say now because I think uh, if you look at across the board, all savings accounts. So another form of a high yield savings account is a CD mm-hmm. um, account. So you can you can get a CD account. Um, the only issue with that is you'd be locking your money up for far longer. So there are usually term periods on those. So maybe it's a year or five years, 10 years. Essentially, they may have higher percentages in terms of return, but you can't actually, the money's not liquid. So like you were saying, Leslie, that's a great point. Like the the biggest advantage of this is it's it's literally free money almost. Like right. the risk on the account, it's not an investment fund. So there isn't, there isn't a speculative risk factor. It's 
either grows or it doesn't grow. So when you look at that type of risk, that's something that can be advantageous to you. When you look at CD accounts, right now their rates are roughly the same. Like I, I want to say their rates are probably like 2.3% if you look on average, if you right. look at those. Mm-hmm. So it's not much, it's a marginal, it's a marginal effect if you were to move on to that. But that's another option if you were, if you had enough money in your savings, uh, in your emergency fund that you could kind of take a chunk out and lock up for some time. Yeah. You could do that. But I mean, still, I don't really think it's, the effect is so marginal. I don't think it's really necessary. I think the liquidity is absolutely another thing you can consider, but I, I feel like yeah. we really planted the seed on this topic. And I want to make sure our listeners know how that seed can blossom, grow, inspire their own wealth journey. So team, do we have actionable takeaways to help this seed that we planted become plants for our listeners? Nick, I want to let you start here. Uh, seeds. Interesting. Um, just, just a minute of an actionable take, take away we can give to, to our listeners on this topic. Okay. So actionable seed. First, I, first step to that, I think is look at your six month fund, see what your, what your goal is, break down what that goal is and figure out what your contribution would be without that. APY for the high yield savings account that you have. So I think that's the first step. Mm-hmm. After you do that, you see what your monthly uh, contribution needs to be so that you can hit your goal. The APY, the return on top of that money is just kind of a, I mean, it's a, it's a cherry on top essentially. So after that grows, you hit your realm. And I think a good emergency fund realm is depending on your expenses, I'd say seven to 10 K. If you can do that, then from there, that's when I think you start looking at, okay, bottom, well, there's there's a whole other conversation with that, like debt, et cetera. <laughs> but, but that's when you start looking at investments. So 401ks at your, your employer-sponsored programs, things like that. So I think the first step to the seed so that it becomes a plant is actually looking at your, what breaking down what number goal you want to hit and figuring out how you do that without the APY um, right. factor. Right on. Leslie, anything to add? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great starting point. Um, really just take away that dependence on, on the interest and try to focus on what you can control. I think something else to highlight here is really that focus on education, right? Um, whether it's understanding what's happening to other high yield savings accounts, which, you know, spoiler alert, they're all kind of falling with their rates. Uh, yeah. Whether it's why the rates are falling, okay, again, spoiler alert, this is this is coming from the Fed. This is a general market trend and not just an issue with, you know, your account or the specific bank that you're banking with. Um, and then from there, really educating yourself on other options. So, Nick, you mentioned CDs a couple times. Uh, for folks that don't know who are listening, that stands for a certificate deposit. Um, and that's actually a, a form or a vehicle where you can lock in an interest rate, a guaranteed rate of return uh, over a longer period of time, like, like Nick mentioned. So whether you have the capital to maybe put away a good chunk of money away for three months or six months or a year, whatever it may be, um, looking into those options and then taking a look at your liquidity, I think those, were, those would be the places I'd start off too. So sad to wrap up this topic for now, but we also want to take a moment and celebrate an incredible real growth moment that one of our listeners submitted. So we had somebody that was moving to a new city, started their job, and started to try to lay out some of their financial goals and realized, oh, maybe they want to invest in some real estate. 
they started to deal with the problem of moving around. They're in a job where they can move from point A to B. They could potentially be moving back home in the next few years. So where does it make sense? And they had a lot of trouble laying out where they wanted to allocate their current funds to be most effective to achieve their overall short-term goals, say two to three to four-year goals. And they recently, through listening to our podcast, educating themselves, uh, attending webinars, listening to other podcasts and finding mentors, they, they realized how to prioritize different things in their minds. And those few financial things that were really causing real stress and now there are financial stress, I'm sorry, and that now they're moving into this real happiness stage of realizing, okay, I'm going to start putting some money away for real estate. But in addition to that, I know where to put other money. I know how to maximize a 401k now. I know how to utilize a Roth and optimize that option, create a rainy day fund. And it's through all of the resources available to us. And we really, really love watching this seed become a plant because it's just some of the resources that we preach every day. And the reason why we bring people in like Nick to give some of their two cents and some of their perspective, because nothing's right, right? Everybody has this financial stress and we're just trying to help provide another vehicle of a resource to find that real happiness. Yeah, Liam, that's that's such a good point and so relatable too. I mean, I'm a serial planner as, as some have said. And when I think about my timelines for what I want in my life, I can get so rigid. I love how our listeners are not only trying to be educated, but also trying to be, you know, careful with themselves and caring of themselves so that they're not holding themselves to crazy standards. I love that. And, and in general, love bringing up these stories because we know there's so many others out there like Liam, like Nick, like myself that are beginning that wealth journey and seeking happiness in real time. So listeners, thank you for joining us. Please tell us about your challenges and your growth moments. We'd love to hear more. And Leslie, that's awesome that you mentioned that. Um, also, please go to the links in our Seeds podcast bio. Uh, Nick, we know that you have your podcast. We, you have your lifestyle brand. Let's advertise that. Let's support each other. Support our community here in Chicago because we're repping here strong on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to help you all achieve your goals. All of you listeners help Nick achieve his goals. And we're here learning along the way. Yeah, Nick, how how can uh, how can we follow you? How can we support you? How could listeners follow up with you and, and continue the conversation? Yeah, so my Instagram is uh, Nick Fox with five X's. I made it when I was <laughs> I want to say a freshman. Well, really, I just pressed X until it gave me the green check mark. I was like a freshman <laughs> in high school or something like that. Um, Gratitude Chicago is my page, so that's the lifestyle brand brand page. Uh, we just had a recent drop actually for that and more is coming soon for the fall season as you know if you're from Chicago we're on the uh, tail end of or I'm sorry not the tail end we're on the beginning of winter not skipping fall we're going right into winter um, <laughs> yeah unfortunately what else number email yeah I, I'll leave my, my email in can I add that to the link in the podcast or yeah, should yeah, I just we'll, say we'll add an email Nick, yeah. we'll, we'll listeners reach out to you directly yeah, feel free. I, I mean, I really like love the the idea of being able to kind of talk to people, educate people. I'm at I'm at the position now where my friends send me credit score questions and all that. So, I like to think of myself as like a I don't know, a social media financial advisor. So, feel free. Yeah, feel free. 
Yeah, feel free to reach out, ask any questions. You know, if I don't know, I'll figure out someone who does and, you know, try my best. Definitely. Well, Nick, we are we are so, so grateful for you for logging on, giving us your thoughts on the High Guild Savings account. I'm sure you're going to be on the podcast again at some point and also looking forward to supporting yours when it comes out. So for now, guys, that's it for this episode. Check out the show notes to be able to share with us your challenges and your real growth moments. And also, yeah, subscribe and and then also follow Nick. (laughs) But thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for having me, guys. Out.